Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Stadium Bets, everybody, on Stadium. Hope uh, everyone's having a great Thanksgiving weekend. We're recording this on a Tuesday, so we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. We got Colby, we got Nate, I'm Ben. That is Monty running the sticks. <laughs> Guys, Thanksgiving week, lots of football, lots of basketball, lots of NBA. We're just talking football on this show for the weekend. You excited? Oh, yeah, always. Yeah. It's always fun to uh, gather around the uh, TV on Thanksgiving Day, <laughs> watch a lot of games with yeah. friends and a lot of food. Yeah, we're excited. Colby? I'm stuffed. You thankful for stuffing? Uh, I love stuffing. I got the pin here, the stadium Thanksgiving pin. So we're we're in the mood. We're festive. We got lots to talk about. So as we always do, this show is usually about the weekend game. So we're going to keep it that way for this week. And again, we're recording on a Tuesday, so lines may move, numbers may change. But this is how we are betting this weekend's games on a Tuesday. And guys, we'll start with college football. We have a lot of fun rivalry games this weekend, and we'll start with the biggest one of them all, the game, Michigan-Ohio State. Michigan playing three and a half in this game. 45 and a half is the total. I guess I'm starting us off with my bet. And I've got nowhere else to go other than Michigan minus three. I was pounding the table for Michigan against Penn State. That bet hit, and I said it then, and I'll say it now. I think Michigan is by far the best team in the nation, maybe other than Georgia. And I think those two are in a tier by themselves. If we're ranking them, tier one is Michigan and Georgia. Tier two, I think Ohio State's in that tier, but I don't think they're three and a half points as bad as Michigan. Michigan should win this game by a touchdown or more, in my opinion. J.J. McCarthy said he's healthy. He's ready to go. No. Michigan's at home. I think Michigan That's covers a the spread That's minus a three and a half. That's a lie? You have, you have sources that say otherwise? <laughs> All right. Well, you'll get to your sources. Nate, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I like the under a lot in this game. Under 45 and a half, let's call it. A few things I like here. Ohio State defensively, been very good this season. And offensively, not as good because quarterback Kyle McCord Hasn't played well, and I don't think he's really stepped up in a big game, and this can be his toughest environment yet. On the other side, Michigan's offense kind of concerns me right now. Since Sharon Moore has been the head coach acting with the suspended Jim Harbaugh, just been more conservative, not as much passing. I know they didn't really need to pass against Penn State, but I just have concerns about Michigan's pass offense in general in this game. So it kind of suits really well for an under here. Especially if you look at last year's game where Ohio State down to down did a pretty good job against Michigan, but they let up six touchdowns that were all 45 yards or more. So I think Jim Knowles kind of uses the mistakes from last year's, makes the adjustments, they keep everything in front of them, try to make Michigan drive down the field and have success down to down. And at the same time, McCord struggles at the big house. So under 45 and a half. All right, Mr. Source is over there. What are you betting? J.J. McCarthy is not fully healthy, so we're riding with the dog here. The source that J.J.'s knee is banged up, and the source comes from inside the locker room, so I'm going to trust <laughs> You can't get that source. source. And uh, what do you mean? It's a, Don't give up it's your a source. source. 
the trusted source. It comes from the locker okay. room. Huh. Now, as you we saw against Maryland, that Michigan kept running the ball and running the ball and running the ball. That's a big concern to me because if they're going to keep doing that against Ohio State, they're not going to get the job done. Also, I don't think that their test against Penn State means anything because Penn State's offense is horrendous. Give me Ohio State. Want we'll to see? We're on. We're on opposite sides here. We were on bets together the last couple of weeks. You're my enemy. Now we're on opposite sides. I don't think I can talk to you anymore. Uh, let's move on to the uh, to the Iron Bowl. Alabama at Auburn. Alabama laying a lot. Fourteen and a half. Their favorite buy in this game. Total is forty nine. Um, Colby, we'll start with you. Are we going to be on opposite sides? What oh yeah, I don't like your take at all. Oh, I think we're on um, opposite sides I would, again. I'll just I'll talk for Nate because Nate yesterday mentioned this and I couldn't agree more with him. He said that. Bama doesn't want to do too much and give Kirby Smart all the uh, tape and do too much that they're gassed by the next week. And uh, Auburn is coming off a loss to New Mexico State. That is a massive bounce back because who the heck is New Mexico State? Nate, hey, take it away. Jerry yeah, Kill's have, a god. Don't, don't insult Jerry, Jerry Kill. Kill. Take the Aggies to next week's USA uh, title game. I know you're going to have more uh, in regards to New Mexico State later in the show, Colby, but... Yeah, kind of what Colby said. I think it's gonna be a very vanilla game plan from Georgia or from Alabama ahead of their big game against Georgia in Atlanta in the SEC title game next week. And as Colby said, Auburn bad loss to New Mexico State, but because of that loss, it creates line value where this line's probably under two touchdowns if it was played last week. Now we're above fourteen and a half, fourteen and a half or above fourteen. So I like Auburn here. It's it's ugly, but I you know Hugh Freeze was brought to Auburn because he's beat Nick Saban twice in his career. Back when he was an old Miss, I think he at least keeps it within the number against an Alabama team that just needs a win, get out, and don't snap, doesn't have to put on style points in this game. Yeah, we're we're gonna be on opposite sides, boys. I like Alabama. I think again this number, even with the hook, it's a little too low. This is to me a team that is riding a tie right now. It, early on in the season, lost to Texas. They were struggling. The offense was really inconsistent. Each week over the past month, we've seen them get better and better. We've seen them look stronger. The defense has looked really good. I think Bama, in a rivalry game like this, they're still trying to show the committee that they can be a top-four team. I don't think they're going to try to keep much from Georgia, considering these two teams have seen each other so much. Give me Alabama minus 14.5. Yeah, you have a question over there in the corner, sir. Hi, Colby Marcio, Stadium Bets. Okay. Uh, Wouldn't you be worried that Alabama would be in a look-ahead spot because Auburn means nothing to them? I would say if this wasn't a rivalry game, then yeah, question, it would question, be a look-ahead spot. But I don't think uh, – rivalry question, game, question. it's hard to be a look-ahead spot a rivalry game like question. this. Yeah, uh, stadium okay. bets, Cold Marcio. Um, okay. Wouldn't you be worried that Alabama would be putting too much into this game and not worrying about the week after? Again, look-ahead spot. Mm, no, I think, again, this team has looked so good to me over the past couple weeks. You're just insulting the state of Alabama <laughs> saying that Auburn means nothing. Yeah, this is this is the biggest rivalry of the season. And Nick Saban's been involved in it for years. You're done asking questions, first of all. Second of all, <laughs> minus 14.5 is the move for Alabama. Again, I think this team is too good to, <laughs> to only win by 14 or less against this Auburn team that has looked really bad and, quite frankly, I don't know if they're going to be able to, to defeat a team. Even if they tried, even if with the rivalry involved, Alabama's too good to me. Also, trying to prove a point. I've never heard Colby say his last name ever. Until now. Yeah, folks, now you know. Colby Follow him on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Colby Marsh here. Stadium Bets. He's a certified journalist. Uh, let us open up the uh, Let's open up the floor. We got other bets that we wanted to get to in college football that aren't from rivalry games necessarily. I'll start with one of my favorite college football bets of the week, NC State, plus three against UNC. 
rivalry. That is a rivalry now that I mentioned that. But uh, listen, I think <laughs> NC State. It's a little bit. It's a little bit of rivalry. Uh, NC State at home at night. I love that spot as an underdog. It's a tough spot to play at night. I hit NC State as a dog at home a couple weeks ago, and that hit. They won the game outright in that one as well. So I think against UNC, these are teams going in completely different directions. Uh, NC State has won their last four. They kind of got it together after their bye week, and, and UNC coming off a tough loss. Their offense has looked a little bit in shambles. Defense hasn't looked good. To me, NC, NC State is playing its best football of the season. Their margin of victory is 13 and a half over the last three games. Give me NC State as a dog. I like them to win outright, too. Yeah, I really hope NC State wins the game. I'm going to go to another rivalry game, the Battle of the Northeast within the Big Ten. Yeah. Maryland. Yeah. Going to Rutgers. <laughs> Give me the Scarlet Knights. <laughs> Give me Rutgers. And it's really the just a fate of Maryland. And we talked about the Michigan game earlier. Maryland really gave it all they got against Michigan. Only lost by seven. It was a valiant effort. But now I just question their motivation. Last game of the season, Thanksgiving week, they have to travel to Piscataway for a Saturday afternoon game. Both teams are already in a bowl game, so there's no motivation in terms of a team trying to get to that six win because both teams are on six wins. I think Rutgers is maybe a little better than some of their recent results. They actually played really well against Ohio State three weeks ago, but Greg Schiano settled for three really short field goals instead of being more aggressive and, and going for it, which he probably should have done in a game where they're a big underdog. So I like Rutgers on the money line. If you can grab some points, maybe take that. But I think by the time... You see this recording on a Tuesday. Rutgers will be a money line and maybe even close a small favorite at Ooh. home against Maryland. Also covering cool. machines. Don't forget. Got a little two for one here. Uh, this one's for uh, the guy running the sticks over there. Michael Montgomery. We We're taking we Iowa. Wow. And oh boy, does it feel good. We know Nebraska. They're terrible. They're terrible. Come on. Let me read you the numbers. They're 121 in scoring offense. They're 129 in pass offense. Sure, they're good on the ground. But guess who is good at defending that? Oh, uh, the Hawkeyes. <laughs> this team's terrible. They haven't scored more than 20 points since Halloween against Purdue. And we know Purdue. They stink. Michael Montgomery, Montgomery. take it from here. Oh, man. Wow. That's awesome. Colby. Interesting. That's really new. Is new. You gotta get used to that. Yeah, so Kobe Marcio. We're, we're back above five hundred. That's super cool. Oh. Uh tell them how know. good they are. Not safe for work picture. Not safe for work. Those guys are kissing. <laughs> Remembering the good times. <laughs> guys being Stadium fellas. bets after dark. Right before the Gatorade dump. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> um so yeah, this week I'm going with SGP at Nebraska. Give me let me just take that spread up one point. Give me the three and a half safety first. Shout out to Brad Evans. Uh, and then give me give Smart. me under 36 and a half. Obviously, not going to go over. I'm not crazy. Uh, plus 110 right there. That's, I mean, how do you do better than that? That's just value. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I want to take the total up a little bit, Iowa's offense has kind of come alive for Iowa over Good. the last couple weeks. Uh, just under 350 yards per game over the last two weeks. So if Deacon Hill is actually getting wide receivers involved and Caleb Brown has been amazing for the Hawkeyes over the last couple games. So if they can keep that up and keep running the ball, uh, I definitely think they're going to win. If you want to just take Iowa money line, like why, you know, why wouldn't you? So, yeah, I have reasons why you well, wouldn't. Nate, no one likes your reasons. So <laughs> you didn't pick Nebraska, okay? We picked <laughs> Iowa. Well, That's I would have. Listen to this. And, this: the total is at thirteen and a half, and you're giving me two and a half. Give me that. All I'm going to say: <laughs> Nebraska five and six. Matt Rule really wants this game. Iowa has a game next week against Michigan or Ohio State in the Big Ten title game, which is awesome because next week we'll have another segment of Monty's Iowa bet. It doesn't stop Exciting. at 12 games. 
we get a 13th <laughs> game. We get a 13th game, Iowa And then, of bet. course, we'll have the bowl game later on in late December, or maybe even a New Year's Day bowl for the Hawks. I wanted to address that too, Nate. Kirk Ferentz, great at getting his teams ready to play. That's how they've gotten here all season long with the distraction of the rate, the 325 points for Brian Ferentz. Yeah. One game at a time. They're not worried about looking forward to next week. This is an important game for them. I'm excited. Iowa bets galore. We have more NFL bets on the other side of this. And then our best bets and our underdogs. We're just getting started here on Stadium Bets. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Stadium Bets. Talked some college football. Now we're talking some NFL again. Hopefully everyone's having a great Thanksgiving weekend. The turkey was the awesome. Turkey was great. Oh. Stuffing was great. Or, you know, if you're eating leftovers, that's always great as well. Fast. Let's talk NFL, boys. <laughs> we got Jaguars at the Texans as our first game of the week that we wanted to, to talk about. And again, we're only talking about Sunday's games because we are airing over the weekend. Jaguars, minus one and a half. 48 and a half is the total. Colby, we'll start with you. What's the bet? I'm sorry, guys. I, did, I don't want to do this, but I have to. No. No bet, something please. better. Thank you. Um, I just Ooh. don't want to let CJ Stroud down and put some bad juju on him by betting anything Texans. He's been incredible. I know he took that big hit last week, and I'm not going to gamble on that. Good luck, CJ. You're awesome. You think you betting the game would affect CJ Stroud? Possibly. <laughs> Okay. No, I just want to. I, just I don't. Want, sure. I don't want to put any juju that's bad on C.J. Yeah. Stroud. Okay. Stroud. Fair enough. Well, I think my bet's going to affect the Jaguars because I'm going to take the Jaguars at minus one and a half. I have a lot more to say about this for the best bet, best bet segments, a little teaser. But I just think the Jaguars are simply the better team in this game, and the Texans, as good as they have been over the last month. Who have they played, really, that has impressed you the most other than maybe the Bengals on the road in a weird game, but we also took them as underdogs in that game. I'm going to have a little bit more to say on why I like the Jaguars. I like them at minus one and a half. Honestly, I like them up to three in a game like this, and, and I think people are going to start betting the Jags a little bit more. Pretty crazy we're talking about this game this late in the season, but it's first place in the AFC South, or, or at least you know the Texans are competitive in the AFC South, so it's an important game in terms of that division. These two teams met in week three. Texans went into Jacksonville, won by 20, closed as a seven and a half point underdog, but the Jaguars outgained them, and the Texans had a kick return touchdown with their up back. The fullback took it 90 yards. Yep. So it was a weird, fluky game. Jacksonville's a better team now. Their defense is solid. The Texans' defense isn't very good, as you saw what Baker Mayfield did a few weeks ago to that secondary. And now we get a, a better quarterback in Trevor Lawrence at an offense with with better weapons on it. So I like Jacksonville at the short number here. I think there's a bit of a overreaction of how well CJ Stroud and the Texans has played. And you could sell high on Houston at this price. It's the bad juju. He's a powerful guy. He bets on games and it affects the star player of the games. Uh, let's go to bills and the Eagles, the best non Thanksgiving game of the weekend bills traveling to Philly, Philly coming off that win against uh, a Taylor Swiftless Travis Kelsey fumble game. Very interesting way for the Chiefs to lose that one. Eagles come in as three-and-a-half-point favorites as of this recording on Tuesday. 48-and-a-half is the total. Nate, we'll start with you. You like the Eagles as three in the hook? I don't. Okay. I think the Eagles are a bit overrated, a little lucky. I was uh, Nate Cook. I was, per- I was pretty disappointed last night because I had the Chiefs pretty big on Monday night against yeah. the Eagles, and it kind of dawned on me, this Eagles team is very similar to the Packers teams from like 2019, 2020, when Rodgers was winning MVP, where they're going to win a lot of regular season games. 
but they're not always going to look really good and they're going to play down to their competition at times, but they're still going to win and catch a lot of breaks and then potentially lose early in the playoffs. I can see that from this Eagles team this season. So I'm looking to fade the Eagles, who I think are have been in, have been fortunate, frankly, against the Cowboys before the bye and then this past week against the Chiefs. So if you're giving me the hook with the Bills at plus three and a half, I'll take Buffalo. Even though I'm not totally sold that everything's fixed in Buffalo after firing Ken Dorsey, I think they're a capable enough team to stay within this number. You know what made me really happy about the Bills watching them play this past weekend is their run game. James Cook, uh, 73 yards, I think it was, um, and 130 rush yards total for the Bills in that game. Uh, I, I think if they can become more balanced with everything going on offensively, they're going to have a better way to beat teams. Because if it's all on Josh Allen, we know how his accuracy issues can affect that team. We know that he can throw picks just randomly sometimes and look bad. If they can dominate on the ground against this Eagles team, I think they have a good chance to just win this game as underdogs. And we know this offense for the Eagles has looked slightly worse without Dallas Goddard. He's not expected back till early December. To me, the, the Bills maybe is slightly on the up and up after people being low on them midway through the season. They lost a couple games they probably shouldn't have. The market gets low on them. Maybe we're getting the Bills at a pretty good spot at plus three and a half. Colby? I agree. I, I, why, why, Are we all on the Bills? Yeah, we're all on the Bills. Oh, oh. I, Mafia, let's after go. watching last night's or watching Boy. Monday night's game and knowing the Chiefs should have won that game outright, the and I saw the number this morning. I was like, I'm taking the Bills. That was knee-jerk, and I'm like, I have to touch this because I am agreeing, agreeing with Nate. The Eagles aren't fantastic. I think they're overrated. That record doesn't mean anything. It's actually lying to you. And I think the Bills win this and cover. I love it. This should be our underdog of the week, honestly. We, want, we could switch Bills. it. We could. We have uh, other bets, though, that we want to get to in the NFL that weren't some of the bigger games on Sunday. So let's open up the board. We'll go right back to you, Colby. What is a game you are looking at this Sunday in the NFL? Oh, I'm taking the Ravens on the spread against the most unserious team in the NFL. I really hope that the Chargers uh, are up in, in the fourth quarter and blow it, like every game that they play in. And uh, we, <laughs> That's a good we bet know to make. Brandon Staley's fighting for his job air quotes, fighting. They're not doing anything. He's going to lose his job right after this game. Ravens minus three and a half. Wow. Bye-bye, Brandon. Bye. After, after this Rex game, Ryan, that's it. Well, after this season, I'm just over-exaggerating. But as Rex Ryan said, have fun coaching D3 football. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I have a bet that's kind of gross. It's going to be a tough game to watch, and it's Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, and I'm not going with the under. I'm going with the over 34, and there's a couple reasons why this was, and I was talking to Nate about this before we started shooting. It's a gross number. It's an incredibly low total for this week, but Jake Browning, kind of impressive, honestly, for the Bengals when he came in for an injured Joe Burrow. He showed off the legs. I think that's a big part of his game that I think we'll see this week against the Steelers, especially if they bring pressure against him. And on the other side, Matt Canada is gone from the Steelers, which honestly can only be a good thing for this offense. They definitely can't get any worse which means I'm expecting a little bit of an improvement, a little bit of that post-Matt Canada offensive jilt for the Steelers. 34 is very low. And again, if we're looking at it from a market perspective, this is probably the lowest we'll get for a game like this, especially with the conditions of a bad backup quarterback, bad offense in Pittsburgh. But with everything going on, I think people are underrating Jake Browning and people are underrating the Steelers offense without Matt Canada. Give me the over. Yeah, it's crazy. Over. The weather's not even that bad across America. And we're getting totals that are like preseason. Yeah, this is one. So, you know, a pick six and or a defensive score, special team score, and you'll look good with the over. 
I'm going to stick in this game and just continue to fade the Steelers. I know they're probably going to have a little bit of a boost with Matt Canada fired, but they're still overrated. They've been outgained at all 10 games this season, last time by a backup quarterback and DTR. So yep. I don't know what it is about the Steelers that makes me want to bet on them as a, as a small road favorite at the current moment. I, I know the Bengals, I know, or we know that the Bengals aren't making the playoffs with Jake Browning as quarterback, especially because their record hasn't been very good this season. However, the players don't think that, the coaches don't think that, and certainly the fans at Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati won't think that on Sunday. Love it. Give me the Bengals at the short number. I think we get a one-game boost from Cincinnati with the backup quarterback, and everyone kind of gravitates and has some, some uh, extra motivation to try to get a big win against the division opponent. We got best bets. We got underdogs. That's all coming up next on Stadium Bets. Welcome back, Stadium Bets, underdog time, best bets time. I'm in three layers. I'm getting very hot, so let's do this. Nate, underdog of the week. Yeah, give me the five and six Cal Golden Bears. Just need one win to get bowl eligible, and they're facing UCLA. UCLA last week had their big rivalry win against USC, so I think we have a natural letdown from Chip Kelly's team, and the Golden Bears get bowl eligible, get to six and six. Give me Cal this weekend. Oh, we're taking Georgia Southern. They're going up against App State, who just upset JMU at game day. They have a, they're in a look-ahead spot. They have the Sun Belt title game in the following week. This should be a really, really good game for Georgia Southern. Give me the boys. I like it. I'm going to go Northwestern Moneyline. They play Illinois, one of those five and six teams that people love to bet on for a week like this who need a bowl game, need that six win for a bowl game. But I still think Northwestern is the better team. They're three of their last four coming out of those games with wins. New head coach David Braun just got the interim tag removed. He's going to want to beat Illinois, the prime rival for Northwestern, in his first big rivalry game as head coach. So give me Northwestern with the ultra-motivated and you Wildcats. Best bets, boys. Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll go with the Jags for my best bet. I talked about it a little bit in the NFL segment. This is a revenge game for Jacksonville after a bad week three loss, a fluky week three loss against the Texans. I think the Jags come back fully balanced offense. Texans, who have they played that's been really good recently that they really showed out really well? I know C.J. Stroud's been good, but this is the week we bet against C.J. Stroud. We go with a good Jacksonville team to get the win. Ooh, we're taking bet. weird Jacksonville State. Oh, this is their last game of the year. They're going to be motivated. They're not bowl eligible because they just transferred to the FBS. New Mexico State just came off a gargantuan win off Auburn. Huge letdown spot. Jacksonville State. All right. Best bet? Under 45 and a half in the game. Ohio State, Michigan. I want to bet against both teams' defenses in this game. Really like the way their defense are trending and don't like where the offense are trending. So I expect Ooh. a low scoring classic. Big 10 game. And I just want to say another reason to bet Jacksonville State. New Mexico State also has a look-ahead game next week. They play Friday in the CUSA title game against Liberty. (laughs) So they were just in Auburn. Now they go back to New Mexico and have to travel all the way back across the country. So I'll bet Jacksonville State pick. Only the best analysis here. Appreciate everyone watching. Have a great Thanksgiving weekend, everybody. We're going to be stuffed, win some bets, and we'll see you next week.